There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and our pronouns are he, him, and joining with us today, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. My pronouns are all of them, and I play Deandra, and her pronouns are she, her. Steph. Hey everyone, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and our pronouns are she, her. Matthew. Hey everybody, I'm Matthew. I play Professor Gunderson. Our pronouns are he, him, and COVID didn't kill me. Yay! And special guest star, Johnny. I'm Johnny, and I play Samuel Adams. Our pronouns are he, him. All right. Well, unfortunately, we don't have Josh with us today, uh, but Matthew's back. So we just traded a Matthew for a Josh for this session. (laughs) Bad Um, trade. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, Matthew, if you can just do the the thing that you do, the recap for us. We were so lost last week without you. It was so bad. Let me me tell you, man. All right. So I had just the worst diarrhea some days i had night sweats not the recap of your covid of the episode uh john johnny wasn't here here. yes johnny is here he's a ghost Uh, anybody want to give it a try steph scott i did it last week i thought johnny wrote a recap i'll do it i I wrote a recap oh yeah johnny there we go Yeah. yeah i took notes i guarantee i forgot stuff and i also guarantee I do not remember names. So, at the beginning of the episode, Sam was killed by a warlock for sustenance in old-timey London. Uh, we had a little flashback where there was a standoff between a hunter and this warlock guy, and then he ended up killing a kid and drinking his blood. We flash back to present day where Gunderson is hanging out with uh, his doctor friend, they're just hanging out in the lab. Some conversations happen, and Artemisia and Deandra end up walking out to the quad. Sam runs into Artemisia, which is a surprise for Sam because he's a ghost. Sam brings up that he knows Artemisia's parents. Oh, ooh, his, her mom's. They then go on to meet with Spin at the Coos, where Artemisia gets turned up. And Sam explains (laughs) that Candy was taken and Dolly is in the hospital. Uh, Candy and Dolly are Maddie's mom. Maddie is the name they kept calling her, which is adorable. 
uh, Maddie's moms. Uh, we find out that they are not really her moms. We also find out that Darko, the warlock that killed Sam, has candy. Yeah, so we got to meet Dolly, who was in the hospital. She was severely injured in what was a confrontation with this death cult um, that we have come to know as Necro Exorcitus. Um, they, due to some reason, captured Candy, and Dolly was able to escape, uh, but injured tremendously, which uh, we found out that Artemisia and her growing powers was able to heal her uh, through a new power called Dance Macabre. And uh, what else happened? We did learn a lot about Samuel Adams. No relations. Gundy right? was no like relation. doing research in the library. Correct. And I did an amazing representation of your voice. You'd be proud, Matthew. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was real bad. No, it was okay, actually. <laughs> At the end of the episode, uh, we get we all get back to the lab where the professors are hanging out with Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, yes. The return of Alexander yes. Skarsgård. Deandra who, knows, right? Correct. So, yeah. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård first entered our show in season one, and... Uh, through uh, through Sam Brady, who was a lawyer named Sam Brady, and uh, they both were lawyers. I think just like as a one-off, said the name. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So V's character B was in jail, and she called a, a lawyer, and I think the lawyer was Alexander Skarsgård. And and then we, I think, ended up playing Sam Brady as an extra character who was like Alexander's like lawyer apprentice or something like that. Um, but we had found uh, that Deandra uh, has had some association with Alexander Skarsgård in the past. Um, we don't know to what extent. Um, and then we did see another interaction with uh, a season one NPC. It was uh, Delilah at the cafe prior to the cyborg attack. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get this show on the road. So the three of you, uh, or four of you, Sam, Deandra, Artemisia, and Spin, enter Professor Gunderson's laboratory. And before you are uh, Professor Albronsius, Professor Gunderson, and a incredibly attractive uh, blonde-haired man wearing a very tight suit, fitted perfectly, top button loose, uh, a disarming smile, uh, what looks like a, a five o'clock shadow uh, upon his face, uh, and stark blue eyes. And they're having a conversation. Okay, so, uh, Professor, um, I think what is important is uh, you go to Exeter, Rhode Island, and uh, research this, these missing peoples, these happenings. <clears throat> oh, uh, I wasn't sure which of the professors you were speaking of. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I... You were just addressing us both at the same time, and so I assume you were talking to me at this point. Yeah, yes, yes, uh, of course. I'm sorry, Professor Gunderson, yes. Would you prefer if I call you Dennis? 
No, do not. Make oh. army. <laughs> Gunderson or Professor, Professor Gunderson, either one. Okay. Either. Okay. Anyone. Oh, uh, great. The rest of your compatriots are here. Um, yes, please, come on in. Uh, we have a lot to discuss. Wait. Is that you, Sam? Oh, uh, yes. So, Sam, you actually have uh, interacted with Alexander in a very brief way. When you were traveling with Candy and Dolly, they actually also had kind of somewhat of a professional relationship with Alexander. Uh, you know that he is a part of an organization that they were also a part of called Dulce Periculum, which translates to Danger is Sweet. And they all kind of worked together and hunted monsters together. And he was more of like a desk agent where you were field agents. Oh, yes! Alexander, yes, I, I do remember meeting you briefly, briefly. Uh, oh, how are things? Uh, well, uh, not so great. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of things here. Uh, well, of course, the tear in the veil located right here by Brown Community College. Uh, there has been some spillage, as they say. We're currently looking into it. Um, and then um, also, too, a very high activity from necroexocytis. Uh, well, you're familiar with them. I'd like to be less aware of them, but yes. Well, I, I guess that's why we're all here together. Um, I've been telling Professor Gunderson that there has been a lot of activity recently, and I would like for him and all of you to look into this. We are currently looking into the Terra and the Veil, and we will get more information and bring that to you. But um, until then, I need your support in making this activity disappear. That's what I'm here to do. Where is... Candy and Dolly, don't you normally hunt with them? Artemisia throws up in a waste bin. Oh. Uh, well, is she okay? That That is a monkey wrench in our plans. Uh, Dolly Dolly is actually in the hospital, and Candy's been taken. Gundy, this guy's a ghost, and we gotta go kill a wizard. Okay? Well, I can absolutely tell that he is a specter of sorts. You make it sound like this is the first time I've seen such a thing. I mean... Remember, we did exercise your roommate at one point in time, or somebody who your roommate summoned. Anyway, ghosts are old news, old hat, old business here. Wait, so you're saying that Dolly is in the hospital and Candy was kidnapped? I'm afraid so. Oh, this can't be good. What happened? Uh, well, we were blindsided. Uh, they were they were taken by uh, the warlock group. The, the, the <clears throat> yes, yes, no, of course, I forgot that you were hunting them. Okay, well, I guess it's even more important now. We have to get Candy back. Yeah, we're gonna um, go kick their asses. Is is this student okay? Um, is is her parents nearby that we I'm could maybe great. send her to? to... I, I didn't do a good job of having a normal college year. Mr. Skarsgård, do you remember that I said that I am surrounded by imbeciles and drunks? Well, that's me. Uh, Alex, that's actually part of the twist here. Uh, this is Candy and Dolly's daughter. Wait, what? I can do shit. She wiggles her fingers and goes, Ooh. Daughter? They they never had kids. What, what do wrong. you mean? Wrong! Well, mm. You're attractive, but you're wrong. 
She starts, like, rifling through the lab beakers looking for some alcohol. <laughs> Deandre, you got any... You got anything in here? I bet you do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can I do? Can I? Can I do a trust me? I'm a doctor. Roll on uh, <laughs> on Artemisia to see if I can sober her up. Of course, uh, Artemisia. If you come over here, I think I have something for you. Okay, is cool with science. Uh, that's a that's a thirteen. <laughs> I already tried the coffee trick. It's not going to work. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull out my all you my all utility uh, syringe, and I'm just gonna <laughs> just get her in the arm oh. real good. How quickly does this uh, sober her up? I imagine that she'll probably collapse like on the floor <laughs> first. I'm gonna lie down, and then she just thumps on the floor. It's just a syringe of electrolytes and. Uh, it's just pee like <laughs> yeah. Just, it's literally just like tang. <laughs> <laughs> Not even hydrated, just powdered tang. Wait, <laughs> you injected tang into her bloodstream? Yes, it's a high concentration of sugars, electrolytes, vitamin C, and calcium. I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, anyways, um, how do you think I got through my medical school days? <laughs> That explains a lot. Crystal light and tang. We digress. I think there is more important matters on hand. Okay, Samuel, I'm going to need you to spearhead this team, and I need you to get Candy back. Um, I'll go check in on Dolly and make sure she's okay. And then when you guys are done, meet me by the tear. There is more matters that we must discuss. And keep an eye on... I'm so sorry. Uh, what was the young lady's name? Artemisia. Okay. Well, keep an I'd eye on Artemisia. I give you her last name, but I don't remember it. <laughs> Alexander, you don't know you don't know her at all. No, um, I don't. Is he lying to me? He is. <gasps> okay, I thought so. All right. <laughs> um, okay, just uh, make sure you take care of her. Okay, and uh, report back to me when this is all over. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, Alexander will walk out. So you hear the town Exeter, Rhode Island. High activity. Um, Prior to Professor Gunderson, he was discussing a lot of missing persons cases and oddities um, that were found in the news. And he is assuming that this is a very uh, high activity of this like death cult. Um, Sam, for you, uh, your character, Johnny, uh, has been dealing with this cult in and around uh, the area of Rhode Island. That's why you were here with Candy and Dolly prior to your most recent um, altercation with them, which you, you guys are blindsided. So you know that there has been activity around here and you kind of know their M.O. And yeah, I, I say that... Uh, Spin probably is just hanging out in the background and, you know, maybe if uh, Josh is okay, like Matthew can role play Spin or something. I don't think that I could do that real justice. I'll just say that he's he's here and he's, he's yeah. you know, clanking occasionally and, you know, he's around. I'm happy to talk about... He's, he's carrying Artemisia's limp body to whatever car we're hot wiring. <laughs> yeah, he's doing squats. He's being unusually silent. So would anybody like to investigate a mystery or um, utilize connect the dots or anything else? Yes. I would love an excuse to roll something. 
That's how you get experience. You roll all the dice. I would love to oh. help Gunderson out if I could. I already got over a ten, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot all to pull right. up. Add the... eight to that. <laughs> nice. So Jesus. partial success. I forgot where I saved all of my. So essentially, you could ask me any question about this current mystery arc, or any question you may have about the death cult, so on and so forth. Um, so I I don't know how much I actually know about what's going on since I wasn't around them when stuff was going down, right? <clears throat> but uh, what is being concealed here? <laughs> so I, I think the answer to that would be um, there is a death cult by the name of Necro Exorcitus that is operating out of Exeter, Rhode Island. Um, they more than likely have some kind of base of operations where they are kidnapping people and turning them into ghouls or zombies, some kind of undead army. And um, did we say that you were familiar with the cults prior to this, Gunderson? Uh, so I think so, because when we had the wizard-ass wizard guy show up in the catacombs, I rolled, and I think I, I discerned something about that. Got it. I say that with the utmost confidence. So... It, you you know that their mo is like completely evil. World domination wants everybody to be undead. They do it through dark magic, like necromancy. Um, you know that warlocks is like a title that like the best of them get. So there's like cultists that are human, and then there's like warlocks that are like magic casters within this organization. Very rare. Um, you know, typically. You know, there's probably no more than maybe two to three warlocks at any given time. And it's very rare that all of them are in the same area. They tend to kind of operate independently and, you know, drive mayhem and chaos through death. Um, but it seems like there's one in your backyard here uh, in a small town, probably no more than 30 minutes away. Um, and it seems like somehow... Uh, Artemisia's parents are entangled into this from what you had overheard and that her parents were also a part of an organization which you're familiar with which is an ancient order of warriors uh, that have been fighting uh, the monstrosity that come over from the veil so um, that's where Alexander, Candy, Sam and Dolly come in um, that they have in some way participated in fighting off the monsters. Do you have one more question? I I'm going to hold it if that's okay. Okay. So are we going to this small town? Is that the is that the plan? It sounds like our best lead at the moment is to go to this Exodor. Okay, I'm going to start looking up um looking up the town on like conspiracy theory websites and like forums and stuff to see if I can find anything I can find. Absolutely. So Exeter, Rhode Island is famously known for vampires. Um, Rhode Island is like the vampire capital of America. And you know that there is a long sordid history actually with Brown Community College. There is an infamous story about Mercy Brown, this young woman who had died mysteriously. And shortly after, several of her family members had died mysteriously. 
and they assumed that she was coming back from the dead and killing her family members, so they exhumed her body, cut her head, placed her head in between her feet, and then buried her once again in hopes that these deaths would stop. And for a short time, they did. But with that being said, uh, later on in history and, and from conspiracy theories, you find out that it was consumption. People were dying from this disease and they didn't know how to react and they automatically went to dark arts, you know, vampires and stuff like that. But ever since then, it has kind of become a part of the history and culture of uh, Exeter, Rhode Island, very similar to like Roswell, New Mexico uh, and aliens, right? So like there's a lot of exactly or like Salem with witches. So there's a lot of like hokey, like caricature businesses that are like, oh, come to Vampire Coffee and get your blood brew and it's stuff like that. And that's what Exeter is known for. But it's just not very popular. It's not like people go to <laughs> there to like get the vampire experience. It's something that they try to portray. Not exactly an experience you really want, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as you kind of scratch the surface a little bit more, um, now, do you have any connect the dots left over? Yes, I do. Would you like to use some for pertinent information or are you just looking for general information? I was looking a little bit at general information, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to like, we think one of these death cult warlocks is in this town, right? Okay. So <clears throat> what I'm going to do is I'm going to cross reference maps of ley lines and like architecture and like creepy old like Mason shit. Um, and I'm going to ask the question, um, when and where will the next critical event occur? Excellent. Excellent. So through your power as the flake with connect the dots, you know that the next event is going to be later today. Um, you already read on this like series of missing persons and uh, the timeline of like the rampant missing people started about a year ago. And at the same time, a sex club came about called the Vore Room. And it was like, <laughs> you know, vampire, like, oh, we're all vampires having like sex. <laughs> And but people started disappearing and the locals have associated, you know, kind of like these missing people cases with this club and the ley lines that you checked out does show that this building that they're in is historically old. It is as old as Rhode Island and um, the power lines are kind of crossing through there. So if there's anything for you to check out, it would probably be that later today okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna relay that to the group and say you know with the pattern of missing people that goes back this past year and this emergence of this um the vor club uh vor room vor room that's right sorry um with the emergence of this vor room i think that's a place we should check out as soon as we can because i think you know with the patterns and and the information that i'm getting uh that something's gonna happen there soon probably tonight well, then we should take a look at this club. Yes, for research. 
Gunderson, should we take your car or my car? You do know that my car is just whatever we find, right? Well, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go steal a car. Store wiped to us in a car. Yeah. The, camera, yeah. the scene changes and you're just in this like student body parking lot and <laughs> there's just like all of these vehicles and and i think in an earlier episode we had discussed that like there are so many students missing from this college that the cars are just ripe for the picking they're yeah. just like cars all over the place <laughs> that probably don't have owners you just look for one with like parking tickets on it yeah, yeah exactly dating exactly. back to like whatever adventure we had at that yeah. time yeah <laughs> They're, they're like fruit. Like the one with like two parking tickets on it is perfect because you know no one's coming Ooh. back for it. <laughs> yes, ripe for the picking. Uh, and and you do so, and and you find a uh, a Hyundai, and uh, it has enough room for you know the five of you to get into. Professor Abrantius obviously stays back in your laboratory. Uh, tied up, Nuggies, yeah. keep an eye yeah. on him. Yeah, he's not welcome. You have him so. tied up. <laughs> In a figurative sense, you he know. Tried he's, to he's tied me. up. He's, you know, he's busy. God he's got stuff damn it, going on. Gunderson, I swear to God, when I get out of these bindings, you will rue that day. I get these ball gag out of my mouth and <laughs> bindings <day>. off. <laughs> don't put that ball gag in my. Room. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know how many days we're going to be gone. <laughs> the nuggets will take care of them. So you take off uh, and, you know, within a half hour, you start to see the Exeter freeway signs. And as you roll into this city, it, it is definitely not much more impressive than Carthago, the city that you are currently in with Brown Community College. Um, the population is probably slightly larger, um, even though it doesn't have a campus to support kind of like the population. Um, but everything does look older um it isn't as a uh i don't know uh, modern as carthago and uh you can see that it is just kind of vacant there really isn't a lot of activity or people walking around you know it's probably early evening before dusk um as you roll into this town but plenty of street parking absolutely <laughs> Where, where are we going? We're, we're going to the Vore room. Um, what? Yeah. Are you sure Dr. Brontosaurus wouldn't have enjoyed the Vore room? I mean, we could have brought him along. We have enough room in the trunk. I feel like his particular skills are better used elsewhere. Also, Sam, no offense, but I don't think you need a seat in a car. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll be fine wherever you can fit me in here. Is that rude? <laughs> no, it's not too rude. Yeah, why is he sitting up front? Why are we letting yeah. him go sit in the in shotgun? Like, I did call shotgun. Wait, yeah, I know. And I'm wait when the car moves. Does the like he just keeps standing there and the car just goes right through? Like he goes right through the yeah. car. As yeah, it does he away. have to like Fred Flintstone <laughs> the whole way? So, how would you like to further your investigation? You could continue to use uh, your investigation uh, questions or connect the dot questions, or you can just try to navigate through standard modern means of Googling things. We're just going to the Vore room, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can tune in before we go to the Vore room, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you- so let's go ahead and do that. Let's roll that. Yeah. Like, what time is it? What it's like five o'clock. It's about okay. to turn dark. 
Okay. So she was really daydreaming. All right, so I got a nine. Okay. Okay, so I get to I get to ask one question. Go ahead. All right, we pretty much know where to, I'm going to ask. What is it planning to do right now? This would be like the creature or the monster. I'm I'm aiming for the wizard. Got it. So. Um, you can tell that there is some big magic happening uh, in this, what they would consider the, the location, the Vor room. Um, you get strong senses of magic coming from this building. And you're basically getting closer and closer and you're just like tuning in and you feel like this is just some dark magic. You're not really sure what the purpose of the magic is, but it, they are definitely doing some big magic, and it feels like it's coming from like some subterranean aspect of this building. Now, as you roll up to this building, it is what looks like a old gothic-like bank. It is just tall columns, gargoyles. There is like small windows and it is just concrete like it is stone mason and uh there is a big wooden like banded with metal double door uh, at the front of this building um and you know there's there's like maybe uh, you know a couple walking down the street um there's a person standing in front of this doorway um but not much more activity than that so like there's the club, right? Is that that's pretty close by? So this building that used to be a bank is the Vor room. Is there any other bars nearby? Oh yeah, there's probably about two other bars. Um, you know, there's a bar uh, around the corner. It's called Jimothy's. It looks like a local pub, uh, and then there's also like a, a country western club. You know, called um, you know Jack Daniels down the street. It's called Jack Daniels down the street. Yes, specifically. Okay. I, I think we should go to Jimothy's real quick. Trust me, real quick, just to like pregame and plan our our entry into this club. I don't think we should just like walk in there. They're doing a lot of magic in there. Like, yeah, something big is happening. Right? Is there a vampire themed bar around? Oh, absolutely. Let's go to Jimothy's first. I want pre. I want. I want our first drink to be at Jimothy's. Is that it okay? Seems like yep. the kind of place that will have a giant margarita. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I want to I want to walk into Jimothy's and go right up to the bar and order something with uh, garlic in it, like a like a black like a black garlic mojito, and I'm gonna just drink three or four of those real fast. So yeah, you enter into Jimothy's and it is darker inside than it is outside. The decor is gothic and like just dark there are like like small skeletons sitting on a shelf there is like a shrunken head inside of a glass container um i swear i thought jimothy's was going to be just some dive bar but <laughs> behind the bar there is just like this guy in a puffy white shirt with like frills coming out of the crushed black velvet like jacket that he's wearing he's got black eyeliner on there's like five metal necklaces one's a skull one's a cross um and he's he's got like a cross earring um he has vampire teeth you don't know if it's real or not and he just looks incredibly bored and he has been wiping the same one glass with a dirty rag the entire time 
Um, he begrudgingly, <laughs> begrudgingly makes the black garlic mojitos that you have requested uh, while he yeah. gives you this like snarky side-eyed look for making him make mixed cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to wear I'm drinking I'm drinking those shit. I want to get some bruschetta garlic bread. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's garlic up. Yeah. I'm going to get french fries and what do they have on tap? Uh, they have Trick uh, question. It was it was going to be scotch. I'm getting scotch. Okay. <laughs> they have scotch on tap. Oh. <laughs> the tap handle says Clan McGregor's. Do they have any like garlic aiolis to dip the fries in? Oh, absolutely. That's all they have. Okay, they don't cool. have ranch. There's like a sign on the wall that says, if you ask for ranch, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I feel like Spin just gets a large glass of milk. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, yeah. since, since Sam is underage and incorporeal, uh, he's going to just lean over the table and say, I think I'm going to take a peek around and just kind of wander toward the back office, maybe poking around like service doors, peeking my head in, literally through the door, uh, just peeking my head. I'll make like in. more of a ruckus to distract a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So you take a quick cursory glance around um, this bar and obviously this horribly themed vampire bar continues throughout every aspect uh, and every doorway um, you see like the manager's office and there's like all of this like and rice paraphernalia everywhere and then like you go into the bathroom and it's like black light like you you can see because you're a ghost but like the average person can only see like the glowing white porcelain of the <laughs> urinal on the toilet but everything else <laughs> is just dark in there I mean, that's good, right? That means it's clean. Yeah, that means it's clean. <laughs> I guess that's fair, yeah. <laughs> there are no other white spots anywhere else. And um, you, you don't find anything unbecoming of this locale. You just realize that it is, you know, just a beaten down, you know, theme bar that probably doesn't do much business except for, like, the young kids who want, like, a hokey bar experience or like the the drunk locals that come here because of the cheap scotch on tap when i when i'm good and uh garlic sauced up i'm gonna <laughs> sauced right. on garlic what's our what's the what's the plan like i guess i come back to the table and relay that well this just likes like uh a themed establishment it doesn't seem like uh any kind of secret organization working out of here or anything May as well be in an Applebee's. Uh, let's, uh... <laughs> Barkeep, what is your name? Oh, uh, my name? Oh, it's... Yes. It's Ron. Ron, I must ask you a question, Ron. You see, my friends and I are having a little liquid courage before we go to the forum. Oh... Is there anything that uh, you can tell us about the establishment? Well, I was wondering why the... F now, are you visible, um, Johnny? Is is Sam visible to the the barkeep? Ah, uh, no, no. Okay, I was wondering why the three of you were together. You're a very interesting thruple. But hey, look, I'm not here to judge. I, you know, have, most of the time, if we get anybody here, it's because, you know, they're getting kind of a pregame in before they go across the way. But um, 
I just gotta say, uh, just be careful. There's been some weird rumors around that club. What, uh, what kind of rumors? Well, look, I don't know if there's any truth behind it, but most of the time, the people that frequent these clubs are from out of town, you know, just for like a cheap thrill. And, you know, some people have mentioned that they've never been seen again. So, I mean, I don't know if it's true. It's not like they're locals, so... But uh, I've, I've heard things late at night, and uh, it's not normal. Yeah, he'll, he'll, like, squint as he says this. Like, it's very comfortable. We have very particular tastes. <laughs> oh, it, it, well, if you have particular tastes, I, I feel like your tastes will be satiated there. Um, you know that they require you to wear a towel the entire time you're there, right? Oh. Have you ever been to the Vorhole? Oh, no. No, no, no. But I've heard, like, you go in and there's, like, a changing room and you're not allowed to wear your clothes. You wear towels and you walk around and there's all these, like, themed rooms in there I hear about and you kind of just go check out what you want to check out. Weird. (laughs) I mean, great. We're so excited. You're acting like you've never been in a bathhouse before. I've... Never been in a bathhouse before. Same. Oh. Your generation is just not as open to the ideas my generation was. So, wait, you're not excited to go? I thought you said that's what you came here to do. Oh, yep. it's just, you know, first time jitters is all. I'm going to I'm going to put my arm around Gunnarsson's like it's just on this old man's bucket list and we're just we're just here with him supporting the old timer. I'm virtually you know. on my deathbed. <laughs> Yes, yes, he's almost dead. I'm 56. Mm-hmm. It is my time. Got it. Okay, well, I mean, hey, you guys do you. You know, it's it's so nice of you two to take him out for one last spin. Yeah, this dude loves Vorholes. Speaking of spin. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's there. And this young gentleman here, too. I forgot he was with you. Is he going in with you? This is this is my <laughs> man, Spin. Spin just waves from the table. <laughs> He's been eating my French fries. Okay, well, um... Dipping them in aioli. Literally now and metaphorically later. <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, we're we're open until two in the morning. So if you've, you know, got your kicks in, you could always come back and have another black garlic mojito. It's, it is only 5.15 yeah, yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sounds good. If we make it back, I'm... You know, we'll spare you some of the details, but we can tell you a little bit more about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figured at your age, you can't last as long as a James Cameron movie, so. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's as sensitive that it used to be. <laughs> like by appreciation of James Cameron movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> 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 okay, time to go to the Scary Murder Club. I yeah. Mean, um, sex club. I mean, the full uh, vampire club. Yeah, old man. Let's go get your wick dipped. Let's do this. <laughs> He's gonna down the scotch. Oh, that's gonna be ninety five dollars, by the way. Put it on my diners club. We don't have one. We don't have one of those like old people discounts either. I'm sorry. We do take credit cards. Yeah, it's what put on my diners club. Oh, is that a credit I'm, card? Oh, it's, okay. Yes. Is this like an old people's credit card? I've never seen this before. Yeah, it's like an AARP oh, thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sticks in the machine. 
So the five of you step outside. Um, it's closer to about 637 o'clock. Um, it is getting darker outside. Um, the street lamps are we coming on. We did not on. come up with a strategy at all. I was I, Actually, I was trying to get more information about the club out of the guy, but yeah. then we got sidetracked. Towels. That's okay. We won't, we won't have our stuff with us, like our guns. But here's the thing. I'm so sauced up on garlic booze that if someone, if a vampire bites me, I'm hoping that they explode. <laughs> I mean, what can you guys do to stop bad magic without your stuff? Without my stuff. Hmm. What makes you think I intend to go in without my clothes on? Because they don't they don't let you. We have to wear towels, apparently. What's going to stop me from leaving with my clothes on? But young Mr. Ghost here can go and like float through the back door, unlock it from the other side, oh. and we can kind of sneak in. Yeah, or could you like carry our stuff? Yeah, like, how much stuff can you carry? Yeah. Can you, like, put things in your ghost hole? <laughs> yeah, can we put a bunch of things? Can we vor you with a bunch of hard yeah. things? Have some sort you. of papoose or marsupial pouch. We'll just tie them to your ghost tail. <laughs> um, oh, well, I don't, I don't actually have any abilities like that, uh, but I can pass through objects, and I can probably get your stuff through the building. The opening the side door thing seems a lot easier. Yeah, I think sneaking in sounds yeah, good. Yeah, It's an old bank, though. You don't know what kind of infrastructure mm. they got. Mm. We can go take a peek. Shit, you're right. Yeah, float through and go take a go take a quick peek. Wait, no, that's not great. Because if a warlock can see a ghost, he's going to zap you with electric beams, and then you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not my first encounter with these warlocks. Yeah. I mean, we have spin. Spin's basically a big weapon. But... I don't know if... He's not great at, like, dispelling magic. Right. If something was to shoot lightning at him, I feel like his new body might react poorly to that. Uh, Just so you're tracking, Josh from the chat is voting on Spin going in in a towel. (laughs) No one stopped him from wearing a towel. (laughs) He's already inside, like... You can wear a towel out (laughs) and about in your regular life. We could split up. Two of us go do towels and two of us sneak in the back. All right, let's figure out if there is a back. So so the spin and Gundy go in through the front and get the towel treatment. And then I would say whoever doesn't require equipment to be useful, go in through the towel okay. way. Okay. And then whoever requires a bunch of shit to do anything, <laughs> go in through the back way. So I think I say me and Gunderson go in the back because it, Gunderson and I are kind of useless without our guns. And then Spin and uh, Artemisia go in through the front because they can actually do things in towels. So that that's my vote. But I mean, maybe I'm not the best at coming up with a plan. I just I just drank four mojitos in 20 minutes. So. <laughs> Problem is, what if we're like super separated once we're in there? That doesn't seem great with a bunch of vampires running around. True. I'm sorry. Wait, come out. Are there actually vampires or are we here because of warlocks? <laughs> There's warlocks being protected by vampires as a death cult. <laughs> My experience with these people, uh, they generally have some sort of basement or under under. Neath the establishment secret area. Yeah, don't generally hang out in the back of the club. So we can all go through the back entrance and find our way to the stairwells. That way we can avoid the vampires, unless you'd like to go in through the front. First step, let's see if there's a a back or side entrance. Yeah, let's look for it. Let's look for the, the back entrance. Back entrance. Okay. Let's do it. I would say... 
probably either like a finishing of investigate a mystery or reading a bad situation role read a to bad see situation. like best way in kind of yeah i mean I there is a what's my be best way in yeah. correct yeah, yeah I, i'll do the i'll do i'll do the read a bad situation role because i i my sharpest three i'm good at that nine okay uh so you're partially successful um the design of this building, obviously a very old bank. There are other exits other than the front entranceway. Um, there is like an old docking area in the back where the um, security uh, vehicles would back up into and they would be able to load the cars up. Um, it does seem so. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, in the back of the Vor hole, <laughs> near the back entrance, there's a lot of docking happening. And backing up. <laughs> just, just, okay, a bunch of, just a bunch of dudes facing each other. Yes, the back entrance is wide open for you to enter in. Okay. You just have to walk in between ready. all these dudes docking. You gotta be careful, it's a loading zone. Okay, so we have to sneak by these guys. You have to either jump over the docking or go underneath the docking. Oh, like like limbo? Yes. <laughs> you limbo through the docking. You must roll. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Can I charge through like Red Rover? <laughs> That's a great way to break arms. So you find an old docking station where the security vehicles would back up into and they would just put in bags and bags of money. Uh, into the back of these vehicles from this metal doorway. Not a lot of windows um, at this point, just solid walls, but it doesn't look like there's anybody on the outside of this back entrance. All right, I'm, I'll, I'll lead everybody there and say, uh, this is the back entrance I can, I can find. I don't think there's any other better way in. All right, I'll be right back. And uh, Sam, while, you, while you're there, try to see if there's some sort of alarm system on the door. Oh, absolutely. Good idea. You act as if this is my first time breaking into a building like this. Well, you don't need to really break in. You're a ghost. You just go in. And Sam will moonwalk through the door. Yeah, so as you moonwalk backwards through the door, um, you see that there is a, a very little in the way of like a security system. Um, but you notice that immediately on the other side, there are two people just kind of hanging out um, in this like back foyer area. Um, it seems like there are several doorways adorning this back room uh, and then a, a hallway uh, towards the far side that uh, lead into other rooms. Okay. Um, so I'll peek back out the door and say, well, there are two people in here. Uh, do you want me to investigate further what they're doing? It seems like they may be just guarding this back hallway. There's no way they can afford that. <laughs> Those are just dudes on their break or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll go back in and I want to sneak up on these guys and do one of the uh, oh, bop their heads together. <laughs> okay. Like two Wait. coconuts. So I guess you're gonna have to roll kick some ass unless you have a specific okay, so move. So I I have a move called magical force, and I added an extra range to it where I I I'm not entirely sure how it works. I think I can telekinetically just kind of like move things. Sure, sure. Is there is there a role associated to it, or is it like? You could do that for kicks. Base, natural attack, 
I think it is a kick some ass. So you will have to roll kick some ass, but I would say uh, at the minimum you have plus one uh, for this roll because you are invisible and therefore you're kind of catching them off guard. Okay. I have a plus one. <laughs> your kicks, your tough is zero. <laughs> I got a seven. <laughs> okay, okay. That's good enough. That good is enough. not a failure. Um, so you have a partial success. Now, um, you basically extend your body out far enough. Your arms are stretching kind of like comically long and you place your hands behind these two people that are about like five feet away from each other. They're kind of standing on the other side of the hallways and uh, you, you know, make your hands corporeal. You bring their heads together and they just are flung together. One immediately gets knocked out. The other guy is like groaning on the ground, um, still uh, awake. Okay. Um, at that point, I'll just push the door open. That is the door leading out to your team? Yes. Okay. The doorway opens up and uh, you see two two men lying on the ground. They're kind of like in what looks like cheap suits. Um, one of them is knocked out and the other one is like gripping his head, just groaning right now. Can I get spin to hold the awake guy still so I can like check his teeth? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. And he immediately goes over and is just like bare knuckle, like full Nelson holding this guy. Uh, you check the, the, the man's mouth and, and he has regular teeth and he is starting to kind of like become coherent. He's like, what's going, who are you? I think this is just a guy. Gundy, do you have more of those syringes? It's just Tang. Oh, the other one. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, wait, so you're suggesting I stab him with a drug syringe? Make him go night night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to roll to make him go night night. Okay, I got a five. Because <laughs> I have a minus one to tough. Wait, so you were just gonna like punch him in the face? No, I have a, no, I have a, I have a syringe, syringge full that, of ambient yeah. that, that does dr- that has the drug quality to it. Oh boy! So unfortunately, with your failure, is he get a bonus because Spin is holding him? Love me have the experience. Yeah, well, what's funny fair, is even fair. with a plus one bonus, it would be a six, and it, it would well, still it was, fail. It was a six. I have a minus one to tough. Correct, but then if a plus oh, yeah, yeah, one, yeah, would, yeah. it would yeah. still be a six and a fail. Um, so, yeah, give me the plus one. Yeah, I do. And uh, you do so, and your syringe, unfortunately, goes wild as the guy goes wide-eyed and starts struggling against Spin. Of course, Spin just has this, like, iron grip on him, and but the slightest of movement makes your needle stab Spin in the arm. Is it, is it because he's because Spin is so strong now it just breaks the needle? Um, I don't think he has activated his, like aluminum bat arms. Well, I didn't press the plunger down. I just stabbed it with a needle. (laughs) I would say that your entire act was to press that plunger down while you stab somebody in the neck. I'm a medical professional. (laughs) Okay, I'll allow you to roll one more time. If you fail, Spin is going to get full juice. I rolled two sixes, baby. So Professor Gunderson's like consummate professionalism. He stabs Spin, but then is pulls it out just in time. You know, I went, I went with like the hammer 
but I but I didn't I didn't have the the handheld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you then, of course, uh, after correcting yourself, uh, you're able to stab the man with ease, and he is knocked out. There are two men in cheap suits passed out on the ground uh, in front of you. Are they wearing any kind of like masks or anything, or are they just dudes in cheap suits? Um, they're just dudes in cheap suits, but you do notice, like, after kind of like rifling around them, um, that they have some interesting tattoos behind uh, their ears. What are the tattoos of? Yeah. Um, they are some kind of like wavy line symbols. Are they like just like like black lines or like yeah, like a tattoo colored in like a, like a super simple just black tattoo? Correct. Yeah, I don't think any of you guys recognize this. Right. I'm gonna like sloppily and drunkily. I'm gonna like take out my magic marker and be like, I'm gonna put on one of these dude suits, draw this on my head, and then walk around like Ooh, I own the place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I thought you were gonna like write down what the marks look like or something. But, all no, right. well, no, I'm gonna like I'm gonna look at the marks and then try to draw it on the back of my ear myself. Wait, come here. I'm an art major. After drinking four black yeah. garlic mojitos, I will see her trying oh. to do this, and I will just take the marker out of her hand and do it because I am an art major and I'm trained for this shit. Oh shit, that works better. That makes a lot of sense. And then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one of these dudes' suits. Okay. Does somebody take the other suit? Nope. Okay. Gundy? I think everyone forgets that that Gunderson's a little a little heavier of a guy. But you might it might not fit on him. If these are svelte um, sex club guys. Sam, can you wear clothes? Ah, uh, not very well. Spin's also really big. Oh, but Sam's a kid too, right? It'll well, it'll require me to go corporeal and I don't like being that way very much. Oh yeah, Spin could wear it. I thought Spin wanted to wear a towel though. <laughs> Spin's gotta make up his mind. There's always time for towels later. So Spin um, happily puts on this suit. Um, he is lanky, but is kind of like tall enough for it to fit, but it's very loose on him. He is very skinny, right? I like that the jacket is loose, but the pants are like just a little short. So like you can see yeah. it's like gym socks <laughs> underneath it. Blood pants yeah. vibes, yeah. yeah. And just as you're finishing the, the, the last touch, Deandra, of placing this, you know, sharpied uh, tattoo behind his ear, um, the door to the hallway opens up uh, and you see this like woman kind of like holding this drunk guy and he's just kind of like half eyes closed, kind of like slouched over and she's like, okay, um, well here, here's the other one. And she's looking at you and spin and goes, oh, is it already shift change? I'm going to, um, I'm going to do my move of see it all fits together to use my sharp to manipulate somebody. Uh, and I'm going to try to manipulate this person into thinking the scene that they just walked in on. Because <laughs> yeah, the two guys are like lying on the floor, right? <laughs> yes, completely naked because we took yeah. their suits. We didn't take their underwear, did we? Oh, well, I mean like under, okay, probably not. Unless they <laughs> were I mean, already going commando. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna try to manipulate this person into thinking that what they what what they walked in on is the shift change, and everything here is cool. Okay. 
Go ahead and roll. Um, and, the, the, and, the, and the two gentlemen on the floor are just customers that came back here on a whim or something. Um, okay. Yeah. Manipulate somebody. Sharp. Let's go. I got a 10. Oh, wow. So that's great success. Do you say anything specific? Um, I want these people to think that the shift change is happening and then like that the two men on the floor are just customer. Oh, they probably recognize what it doesn't matter. Um, that customers that just came in um, and that we can take we can take this one too, like the person that she's holding. Oh, wow. We must be busy tonight. I mean, usually we have, you know, they've already been brought downstairs by this point, but I mean, hey, well, it is what it is. Well, here's another one. And um, I mean, you might want to hurry up and bring him downstairs. Typically, the boss doesn't like it, you know, when things get backed up like this. Um, okay. Oh, who's this man over here and this woman? I has shots and I'm ready to party. And I'm a doctor. <laughs> The, it, they're they're ready to party. We're gonna bring them downstairs too. Can you imagine when we bring five down? But there's I heard the, the there's towels. Yeah, wait. There's yeah. There's six <laughs> and a ghost. Well, the, the ghost is probably not visible, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, whatever. I'm busy. There, I still have men waiting on me. So, um, okay. Well, yeah. Hurry up and uh, just get him downstairs. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the men are waiting on me, too. <laughs> she gives another, like, cursory look over all of you and then just closes the door. All right, sweet. Okay, so these people are in on this this horrible uh, kidnapping trafficking thing. That's pretty awful. It's not great. Um, should we put this poor drunk guy just out in the alley? Yeah, let's go. Escape, put him, maybe? Yeah. Should we bring him? Yeah. Drag him over to like the backside of Jimothy's. We just put him outside and then just like close the door since they can't get back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless they go around yeah. front and there's skivvies. I thought Artemisia was talking about the drunk guy that the 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 woman just yeah, yeah. That, like that him and the two guards. I guess all three of them really. Yeah. I would. I don't want to leave him out there alone with the two guards. I think the two guards are too dangerous if they wake up. I mean, they're they're kind of out for a bit. So uh, yeah. The I'm gonna take out my flashlight and give them both a couple more whacks on the head just to make sure they stay out. <laughs> Just give them a little break. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Like a good concussion. Even if they do wake up, they won't be able to walk down the stairs. Oh, the, what if the vampires smell that? All right, we gotta go downstairs. <laughs> okay. The stair. There's gotta be stairs back here. If she was telling us to mm. to go downstairs. Yeah, let's find the stairs. I'm gonna yeah. look for the stairs. Yeah, there were several doorways in this room, and you quickly find one that leads to a stairway that goes down. Um, it is quite dark, but you could kind of see that there is uh, like some kind of you know wall light, uh, like a sconce at the bottom of the stairway. Um, the the floor is is very similar to the stone you know work of the rest of this building, um, and it goes down probably about a good twenty to thirty steps. Um, Somewhat narrow of a stairway um, and steep. Um, do you just the four, the five of you go down then? Just the party? Yeah. yeah. We'll put the drunk guy outside and then leave those two guys out okay. there. So the five of you make your way down into this building and uh, you can see that it is definitely what looks like it's leading into maybe like the uh, deposit boxes and like the lower levels of the bank where they kept most of the money. Um, there's a lot of, yeah, exactly, the vault and stuff like that. There's a lot of like 
iron steel like sliding doors in front of you um, and it looks like at the far end of the room there is a large vault door metal with like steel bars there's like a spinning dial on it it is ajar um, and you can see that there is light flooding out of there um, Artemisia for you you are getting a large amount of just big magic sense pouring out towards you what would you like to do uh, I mean I'll definitely communicate that to the, the magic I think I'm gonna just walk in there and see what's going on so I, unless we, the ghost wants to go in there yeah absolutely uh, I'll, yeah, I'll Sam, go check it out. scout it out were we worried about the ghost going in and getting zapped earlier I was but now we're close enough to run in and help oh. yeah alright <laughs> so as Sam goes across this somewhat larger hallway past this sliding steel door. There are multiple rooms on either side of this large hallway. Um, the doors are open as well and you can kind of see in and there's just these walls of deposit boxes and there's a table in the center. They just look like secondary smaller, you know, vault rooms where, you know, they kept people's personal um, like uh, drawers and vaults in. And at the end of the room where the larger vault door is, you start to get closer and you could kind of hear what sounds like a conversation happening or maybe just somebody murmuring. And you cross the threshold of, of this vault door um, and you look inside and it is a very large room. And within this room, there seems to be very similar like panels on the wall there's like little vault doors everywhere but in the center of the room there is a man standing over a table that has another man on it and you see that this person uh standing over this table and this other man is in a what looks like a warlock's robe it has the gold trim the telltale signs of the necro exorcitus cultist and as you kind of just capture everything in this room in these brief moments and this like murmuring this like humming this low talk is happening it stops and the person starts to look towards you and goes well i knew you would come for me one day samuel adams and before you is the very man that you have been hunting your entire life the man who took your life personally the warlock that is known as darko and that is where we're going to call it Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Samuel Adams is played by special guest star Johnny Scott at Solvent Bubbles. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett 
and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. <laughs>